<laughs> I love that video. <laughs> but I love even more the scriptures. And so hear, hear what you've just heard, <laughs> but again read aloud from Acts chapter 2, the word of the Lord. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there was staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. And when they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said they've had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd, Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Holy Lord, we give you thanks for your word and for this time that we have to come together to be in your presence we pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would indeed open our hearts and our minds and speak to us words of encouragement, words of challenge, words of boldness. And gracious God, I pray now that you would take these words of mine and that you would turn them from water into wine. Because God, we believe that you take the simple things of this world and you will do miracles with them. So won't you do it again now here in our midst in Jesus' name. Amen. A Pentecost is one of my favorite days in the church. It's one of my favorite celebrations. Not that there's lots of gift giving. You know, it's not been taken over by society. There aren't Easter baskets or anything like that. But I love Pentecost. And one of the reasons is because, because this is a holiday. This is a celebration, a festival, a feast 
as referred to throughout the church, that's not just something that came about when they gathered that day and the Holy Spirit was poured out upon them. But Pentecost is actually one of those holidays, one of those festivals that's still celebrated by our Jewish brothers and sisters. It is one that Jesus celebrated year after year, his entire life. It is one that for thousands of years before this instance that we read about had been celebrated. Why? Because the Jewish people were told in in Deuteronomy and in, in Exodus that they were to have three feasts that they were to celebrate and commemorate and remember the goodness of God. The first one was the Passover. Do you remember that? When they were in Egypt and 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 they were to put to put the blood of a lamb across their doorpost and and their homes were passed over when the rest of the country experienced death and sorrow. And we celebrate Passover. They continue to celebrate Passover every year. We know it now as the time of of Easter and that celebration because Passover is the meal that Jesus was sharing with his disciples the night that he was betrayed. The next one was 50 days later, Pentecost. That's what Pentecost means, 50 50 days. So 50 days later, they celebrate, still do Shavuot, the Feast of Weeks, the Feast of Ingathering. It's the remembrance and the celebration when they had arrived at Mount Sinai and they Moses received the Ten Commandments from God. It was a time that they still remember and celebrate that not only are they God's holy people, but they're called to holiness. Pentecost is a call to holiness. And then their third one was the Feast of Booths. That typically happens in the fall. And it's a week-long feast where they celebrate the protection of the Israelites during that time in the wilderness and, and how God provided for them and brought them out. But we get to celebrate Pentecost as well. Pentecost, a call to holiness. I I really appreciate that, that part of it, because I don't know about you, but I'm not feeling a rushing wind that is causing me bewilderment at the moment, right? And, And while I believe the Holy Spirit is very present, I'm not really seeing tongues of fire on your heads, right? And yet... The Holy Spirit is very real. The Holy Spirit's presence is ever with us. And for us to remember that we too are called to holiness, called to a life that is not conformed to this world, but a life that honors and glorifies God in all that we do and say, we are called to holy living. And the thing about it is that, that we were promised the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit would come and would be a teacher and a reminder and a comforter. Because let's be real, holiness is not an easy thing. It's this big idea and, and, and it, it leads us to this confined way of, and, and it can feel like a confined and way that we have to follow rules, right? If I'm a holy person, then I look a certain way and dress a certain way and act a certain way. And that can be a little overwhelming. 
the, when the fact of the matter is that we have each been created in God's image, that we have each been given our unique personalities, our unique style, that while we are God's creation, there is still something so beautiful and unique about every single one of us. And God's created it that way. We've been created to be that. And so I just, I just love that, that in this text this morning, that it says that all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. And I want to sit with that word enabled for a minute. Enabled, not because they had all of the all of the things figured out, right? Not because they had every gift, not because they had practiced and, and learned and spent hours learning new languages. Because did you catch that? Right here are these Galileans. How do they know all of these other languages? It was the Spirit who enabled them. We can talk about our abilities, who we are and what we possess, what we're capable of. And, and there are many of us who would say, I don't really have the ability to proclaim God. And we'll talk about how, well, we're not eloquent. We don't feel like we have the capacity to fully understand. Maybe we'll even talk about uh, our heritage or our, our, listen, we get into all the things, don't we? <laughs> oh, well, I'm not tall enough. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm not this. I'm not that. I don't have that gifting. I don't have that ability. And we get on ourselves. And the craziness of it is that we'll even allow things like our own body image to get in the way of being able to speak about God's goodness to somebody else. When the fact of the matter is we have been enabled by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that enabling is not something that is limited by our constructs in our minds of who we are or what we possess. But by the very power of the Holy Spirit, we have that power within us. We have been given by the power of the Holy Spirit this opportunity. It has been made possible that every single one of us in our creation as God's beings, in our creation as ones who possess the Holy Spirit within us. Friends, we do not have to know another language to be able to share the glory of God. We do not have to have seminary educations to be able to share the glory of God. We do not need to have everything figured out to be able to share the glory of God with those who need to hear it. The video called the those who had received the Holy Spirit that day as fire talkers. Have you ever thought of yourself as being a fire talker? 
by the power of the Holy Spirit within us, we have on our tongues the very thing that people need to hear. They need to be able to hear of God's love and grace. They need to be able to see within us a goodness and a kindness that comes from God, that comes through our faith in Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, you are fire talkers. You, you all possess within you that power and that ability to speak of the glory and the goodness of God. Now I know that there are different ways that we can talk about the Holy Spirit. And for some of us, it feels a little odd, a little strange. We don't quite get get or grasp the, the true nature of the Holy Spirit. We get God, creator. We get Jesus died on a cross, our savior. But the Holy Spirit, you know, it's not a necessarily a tangible thing. How about a couple of these descriptions? Maybe it might help to, to just hear this and maybe it'll confirm for you an understanding, a better understanding of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, an indwelling presence, promise of the Father, pledge and guarantee inner anointing, stable witness, peacemaker, compassionate observer, God compass, inner breath, hidden love of God, implanted hope, seething desire, fire of life and love, truth, speaker, flowing stream, wind of change, descending dove, deepest level of our longing, sacred wounding, holy healing, will of God, great compassion, inherent victory, the one who prays in us and through us and with us, for us and in spite of us, comforter, healer, our most intimate companion, the Holy Spirit, the one who enables us to respond to this call of holiness, to respond to this call to be fire talkers, speaking of the glory of God, speaking of the truth that is within us all. This Holy Spirit that awes and bewilders and startles and amazes.